Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMOcast. I'm Chris, back with Tim. Say hello, Tim. Hello, Tim. We got a lot of stuff to cover and not that much to cover because we're on track again. So we're making these shorter ones. I do like them because we could talk more about certain things. First of all, we're going to start with, this was weird. So um, with the SAG after going on, things are going to be very different for the podcast because gaming is still going strong. There are some TV shows and movies. We might have to get into a little bit of reality TV. Um, and there is actually, I'll talk about it, uh, basically because of, you know, the strike, there's been some changes to some other stuff that doesn't make any sense, which I'll talk about at the end of the, uh, the first part of the podcast. But we're going to start with the one that got released was we got our first Loki season two trailer. Now I have a problem with this trailer because Basically, how the last season ended, it doesn't seem like this has any ties to it. So it was really confusing. Um, it's hard to explain because, I don't know, it, it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. No one can promote shows. No one can promote movies. You basically can just talk about yourself and the strike you can't talk about past works there's a lot of stuff and i'll just i'll just bring it up now a lot of the podcasts i listen to are recap podcasts talking about old shows boy meets world um i don't listen to the scrubs one anymore but i saw that they did a little thing where they said they're not going to be posting anymore just posting reruns um to keep the feed up uh same with the new girl one which i just started but then some random ones are still going and so what I did see was, so Sean Aston is the first one that has actually addressed some rumors. So he is supposed to be at LA Comic-Con. And everyone was like, well, because of the strike, are you going to be there? Because there are some people who are backing out of cons because of this. What they don't tell you is, is like San Diego Comic-Con is a union-based gig. So there are people who work for unions there. And because they kept the con going, that's why people didn't go. So what they're telling people is, is if it's a non-union Comic-Con event, you can attend as long as they agree to support the union workers in one way or another. So usually it's, you know, they'll have some sort of talk about it or they'll let you, you know, post about, you know, whatever you want to do, however you want to do it. Because, you know, a lot of these cons have restrictions on what you can post, how you can post, things like that. So... I don't know why Disney Plus is still pushing these out unless Bob Iger is like, just get this stuff out of here. We're done with this. Get it over with. Um, and part of my reasoning but why I'm thinking that is Anthony Mackie did the Twisted Metal movies. And you don't often see, or TV show I should say, you don't often see one of your star players going into another network star show without either your stuff being delayed or changed or I don't know. So there is a lot of stuff going on that Tim and I don't know. And this trailer bothered me a lot. I am not going to watch any of the trailers. I'm now just waiting for Ahsoka to come out, which I hope it's, it's supposed to come out, but Disney is not reacting and everyone has been bashing Bob Iger in the SAG after stuff. So we'll see how it goes. Um, next. This one is sad because so before the strike, the Haunted Mansion movie did a thing where it was put your hands in these holes and feel what's underneath this box. And one of my favorite things was is Rosario Dawson walks up, she puts her hands in and she goes, she's feeling around. She goes, oh my God, it's hair. She's like, is this Danny? And it's Danny DeVito's head underneath it. <laughs> and it's just hilarious because she knew it was him. Um, but the sad news is, is that the Haunted Mansion only made $24 million during the opening weekend behind Barbie and Oppenheimer. And they're saying it's on pace to be as bad as the first movie they try to make about Haunted Mansion. Yeah, they said that this is the worst opening uh, box office for a um, Disney, what did they say? Like a Disney ride-based film. Uh-huh. Uh, 
before the, the last one was the previous haunted mansion yeah and to mind you the the jungle cruise one did not do good at all and people said it was awful and that like that's why emily blunt's taking a leave of absence from acting was because the backlash from that but you know, at least it made money in the opening weekend. That's what people people fail to re- fail to remember, or fail to realize. A lot of these movies that first weekend could be sixty million dollars, seventy million dollars. They expected eighty, or it could be the way around. They expected forty, they get sixty, but then they don't get anything the rest of the time because all the reviews are so bad. So usually, you want a very strong opening weekend to kind of counterbalance that, and then. You make enough money, people are like, well, it can't be that bad, or, oh, it's bad, I have to watch it to say how bad it is. When you have a weekend like this, where it's only 24 million, people are just like, oh, it must be bad, and they don't really, you know. Right, yeah, and like you said, Jungle Cruise, it made 34.2 opening weekend, so 10 more. Yep, and that one actually probably cost more money to make, so. Oh, yeah. um, This one is interesting because there is nothing on um, Disney and NBC Universal are monitoring a bill prohibiting tra- tax breaks for I- AI use. They're trying to cut corners, and you know, because you're not using people, and you're probably creating less emissions and all that kind of stuff. They're probably trying to get tax breaks off of it, and they want to do that. And they've actually bragged about, um, you know, <sighs> using AI. It's just, it's not good. Right. Well, and the thing is, is that, you know, that's kind of like, I mean, we've seen all these songs where people have done mashups of like Hank Williams Jr. singing, you know, a Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg <clears throat> song on it. And it's all with AI. And it's like, oh, that's that's actually pretty good. You know, it's not like, you know, a hack or anything like that. It's like, OK, it's, it's funny, but, you know, it's <clears throat> pretty good, too. So it's getting out in front of it before you know, everyone either exploits the loophole or the gray area or does it before, um, you know, it really gets gets decided on one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the big problem is, is um, I, I did see, uh, who was it? Um, it was, it, I'll tell you the song afterwards, but it, it, it also... It sounds legitimate when it's AI. Like, the technology yes. is amazing. And then reportedly, yep. I have heard that numerous studios that have started laying people off for, you know, poor numbers and whatnot are creating departments for AI. They're legitimately hiring engineers and everything to get an AI department started. So, makes, um, makes it's sense. here. Yeah. Yep. Um, this one I am happy about, even though people are sad. Uh, after 10 years and 120 episodes of the Mickey Mouse animated shorts will end. The shorts inspired the creation of Minnie and Mickey, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. They look like the characters are on meth. They've always bothered me. They creeped my kid out when they first came out, like when he first saw them. It's not good. They're horrible. I hate them. They're bad. Right, and that's, why I, and that's why I put it in here, because if you just say that, everyone's like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. Or they think of, like, the older Mickey Mouse were. Right. You know, it's the ones that inspired the Mickey and Minnie, so it's the the bigger um i don't know how you would say it almost like bigger bolder look you know to me yes if you if you look at any ride through of mickey minis runway railway that's that's what it is but it's not like the ones on the mickey mouse clubhouse or funhouse or anything like that no it's the it's the squiggly lined um it and i'm and i'm sure there's a word for it or a styling of it but it's a very specific type, and basically what happens is it scares me. I don't like it. It it looks creepy, but I will say Mickey has gone through many iterations throughout his career um, from, you know, the time that Tim and I watched to now it's been dramatically different every single time. The change has been significant. So it's not like somebody is like, Oh, we're gonna make it just exactly the same, but a little bit different. No, it's it's legitimately, um, you know, different. It has a different styling, and 
you know, I will say when there is a different styling to it, it can bring in more people and whatnot. But I have a feeling that, um, I don't know, they're probably looking to make a, a change. I think that's what they're going to do. Right. And I didn't know that that uh, that style of him has been around for 10 years. Yeah. And what, what the thing that bothered me the most was the very first cartoon. So when the kid, when, you know, when my son was first born, you know, Tim knows this from when his kid was born. A lot of times you, you just don't want anything that's like graphic or horrific going on in the background when you have a kid and you kind of contemplate, you know, what kind of stuff is my kid going to watch? So if you have Disney plus or YouTube, you want to find good stuff for them to watch when they're of age. So I started looking at the Mickey mouse cartoons. I'm like, Oh, you know, Mickey mouse clubhouse. It's great. You know, it's a fun one. And then this one, I turned it on and there's one where like, um, the one that's actually the inspiration for Mickey and Minnie's railway is extremely scary. And like goofy looks demonic steam shooting out of him like it it just it, it's a weird style um i don't know many kids that do like it so you know it'll probably still be on disney plus but um they actually did the same style for the ducktales reboot it was the same styling too um so a little more color though than that one right uh this one is exciting news the righteous gemstones has been greenlit for season four, um, confirmed by HBO. Uh, Danny McBride has was the first to say it. Um, the last season apparently broke all the records for them. And so they're like, you know, we're all on board. Uh, they've tried so many shows with big name actors and actresses. You know, like this one has um, John Goodman, Danny McBride, just to name the top two. And then you also had of uh, Adam Devine, who is the comedian yeah. kid from Pitch Perfect. Um, and the one that plays her sister, I don't know her name, but she is amazing in it. Um, she's actually one of my favorite characters in the show itself. Um, and then you have, uh, what's his name? Grogs, the dude that was in um, Major League, Back to the Minors. He was on Justified. He's he's that guy. You know his face. And he, he plays a character in this that show amazing in season one. So... Or maybe season two. I can't remember how far I got. But it's a great show. It's super real. I have a background in this. It is a religious show. For those that don't know, it's about a family of uh, evangelical Christians. that have like a super church. Um, and um, the character who actually plays the mom who passed away is a legitimate country singer. So, like, it's no spoiler. She's dead in the very first episode. But, um... I can't remember the name of the band, the group. She's it's her and another guy, uh, but she actually is the, the the lead singer for the duo. And so when I heard her sing, I'm like that's cool. So it's they sing and do the normal church stuff. But I actually worked with a guy who was a drummer in an evangelical band. And he wrote a tell-all book, and uh, it was kind of crazy. And this kind of elaborates on that craziness. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, and the the daughter that you were talking about is Edie um, Patterson. Oh yeah, and then the mom is Cassidy Freeman, and then like you said, um, Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins, there you go. Yep, he's in. You see, he was like in uh, VP or Vice Principals with Danny McBride. Yes, as well in a yes, of he them. was. That's right. I forgot about that. What's the name of the mom? Um, I don't know. I can't see her in this well this is the cast um oh it's probably for season three um, I get to, she is still one of the top build even though uh jennifer nettles that's who it is um what does it say her band name what the heck um The wife knows her. The wife knows her band name because, like, she has a very distinct voice. And as soon as I heard her, because mind you, they do the typical evangelical thing. They look like people from the, like, the eighties and whatnot. And right, yeah, like the Tammy Faye Baker type deal. Yes, uh, Sugarland. She is the 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 lead singer of the band Sugarland, the duo. 
So if you look up Sugarland, you'll know her music. Tim would know her music as well. That's how popular she is. Um, but I do really like the show. The show is a lot of fun. Uh, the premise behind it, how everyone acts. Obviously, it's got Danny McBride in it, you know, of Eastbound and Down fame. Whereas where I found my love for him in Tropic Thunder. So um, make sure you watch it. And I'll put it out now. If you have a favorite show and you're worried they're not going to come back or whatever, please make sure you watch it if it does come back. Because things are going to change. Your show will not be as great when it first comes back because of the fact that the writer's strike and actor strike happened. So if you want the content you like to come back, please watch it immediately. Um, and as we go on, you're going to see what's going to happen because of the strike already. Um, but one other thing that's positive, uh, Vanilla Ice's fa fan favorite song from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 will be featured in the anima new animated reboot, TMNT Mutant Mayhem. And... Uh, Tim got to see my favorite new commercial where they got the kid from the convert from the the news broadcast from I don't even know how long ago ten years ago. Oh yeah, and he's the I like turtles kid, and they legitimately recreated it as an ad saying he just walked out of watching the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, movie and he did some fake things. He looks like a zombie. Uh, how do you like the film? And he's like I like turtles, and he walks away. It's amazing. That's probably the best ad money spent I've seen spent in a long time. Right. And that was like 16 years ago or something like that. It was a while ago. It was, yeah, over, it was a 10 decade. plus years ago. Yeah. And the coolest one was that Villanelle Ice did do this song, his Go Ninja rap. And I believe it's when he threw shade at Miranda Lambert and said, pull out your phones. I don't care if you record me and take selfies. And he was like spinning around in a circle, taking selfies with people's phones pretty funny um now on to the bad because of the strike uh sony pictures released a schedule seeing some major changes um affecting spider-man beyond the spider-verse craven the hunter ghostbusters afterlife 2 and more um almost everything is being moved back a complete year and there's been a bunch of stuff that's been pulled completely so um the one thing that I think is going to be crazy is is Tim's not going to know this show. His my, wife might on Netflix is one called Sweet Magnolias. Uh, the wife and I watched the first season, loved it, great show. Second season came out, I think it was like almost a year to the date exactly. Perfect timing, bam, watched it. Again. We didn't watch that one. We waited. Well, they didn't. The third season just dropped uh, last week, I think. A year and a half it took to get this season out. And it's got high ratings. Great show. But you could tell, like, the kids look different. Like, nothing. Like, one of the kids didn't even look the same. The daughter doesn't even. Actually, you know what's ironically? I have while watching it. I haven't seen the daughter because she probably grew too much. It's been a year and a half. And it's, yeah. supposed, to, it's supposed to take place right after the end of season two. So, some of this stuff, you know, we might lose. Uh, Tom Holland as Peter Parker because of this. Because right, and the thing that sinks if you don't film them concurrently to kind of keep that, you know, fluidity of it, then, you know, like you said, if you wait a year and then a year and a half, well, shoot, that's, you know, two and a half, almost three years going on, especially when kids hit that puberty age and then, yep. you know, after it, a lot of things can change. Well, you got that, and you also have the fact, too, that, um, like, there's a rumor the Mandalorian, uh, the new se next season's going to be turned into a movie. Like, there's a bunch of stuff going on because they don't know what to do. And notoriously, people will not remember this, a lot of people, but the show Heroes was, like, the telltale example of what happens during a strike. First season was amazing. Second season, everyone was like, what happened? This isn't the same show. Because it wasn't. And what happens is, I do believe the writers do more money. I do believe, here's what people don't realize. They see all these famous actors picketing. The, the famous actors aren't picketing for themselves. They already get the big bucks. They're picketing for the people who are background actors and people that have barely have their SAG after card. Because some of them don't, like, 
people are going to be shocked to hear this, but like I think they said some of them make less than 1% of Bob Iger's salary. So under $60,000 a year living in LA, they probably got like seven roommates because they, they can't afford a place for themselves and they want to take that away with AI. So what usually ends up happening is when they come back from strike, people get let go. They change the writing staff. They make it more concise, smaller. And a lot of people don't know, like I listened to this thing, uh, the podcast about parks and rec and parks and recollection. And one of the guys was a writer in the room, but guess what he did? He was a writer's assistant for the first couple of seasons, but he pitched some of the funniest ideas and you're going to lose these people who are on the cusp of being great. And so I hope this doesn't last last long. I think they already said they think it's going to break the longest record for longest strike, which I think was like 136 days they were on strike. And right now, I think we're just at a we're over a month for the writers, and I believe the actors are going to be coming up like, like a week behind them or something like that. They no, they're like they're like three weeks to a month behind them. Oh, is it that far behind them? Yeah, um, because like a lot of the um, actors were paying for like there's a re- there's a deli down by one of the picketing places, and um, I believe it's Drew Carey has a tab there so basically if you're an actor if you're a writer you could go there and you could eat for free and he'll pick up the bill kind of thing so i know it's been going long 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 but um it's crazy you don't realize it and then my favorite story so far that's come out of this is the the actor steven amell who played uh arrow in the arrow show and all those ones on cw um a quote came out saying that he basically hates uh he disagrees with the strike and they took it out of context. And he goes, well, this is what I said. This is the full con- context of it. He's like, I support my union's decision to strike. I don't agree with it. And he has a good point. Because basically the studios now, what they're doing is, so Yellowstone, Ms. Marvel, all these streaming shows that you can only get on streaming now, like they don't show reruns of Yellowstone often, they're going to all be put into primetime TV slot- slots to take over those spots. And so they're losing jobs for people who need them. You know, all these crews, people don't realize that, you know, they don't make a lot, a lot of money. They're the crew people, so they don't make a lot. And, you know, he just thinks like, you know, there's a different way. But he does support the union. So, Um, and lastly, we have for the strike, uh, Lilo and Stitch, the live, latest live action Disney remake has been forced to shutter its production due to the uh, strikes mere days from completion. So it isn't a Beetlejuice Beetlejuice 2 scenario where they made sure to get everyone they could filmed and then, you know, stop. Now it's, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because I know I saw, um, was it some posts um, in Hawaii where they were filming on locations at some spots because they said, hey, you know, this park is going to be shut down or this portion of the park is going to be shut down because, you know, they're filming there. And they said that, you know, that's what it's for. And that was probably like a month or so before this. um, uh, The strike. So I know they got some scenes there, whether they got them all or whatnot. I don't I don't know, but it stinks that it was, you know, mere days from completion. But what's you know. You don't know what completion is. Is that just filming and then you have, you know, post edit and everything um, or what it was. But it still stinks, especially being that close to the to completion, whatever that may be. Well, and you got to think, like, I believe some stuff can be edited and worked on and whatnot. But like 95 percent of the people that are like production staff and all that kind of stuff like that, if they have aspirations to be a writer, to be an actor, they're not going to touch this because they're not going to. Yeah. Bad you on them. So. Yeah, I did want to share this before I just got this message. Someone sent me a a screen, a screenshot of this. Um, This week is the um, the Wyndham Championship. Uh, Ash K. Badia has been alive for one thousand one hundred and twenty one weeks. 
Stuart Sink has been ranked in the OWGR top 175 for 1,122 weeks. Mm-hmm. And they're paired together for the championship. I thought that was funny, a little golf joke. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one is actually fitting. So uh, Jimmy, uh, Mr. Beast Donaldson, is attempting to end his partnership with Ghost Kitchen because virtual dining concerts claiming uh, business virtual dining concerts claiming the food at Mr. Beast Burger, which fans have called revolting, has tarnished the brand. The Red Robin by me makes some bomb burgers for them, so I'm okay with it. But um, someone did ask him because he is pushing his feastables, which are the different candy bars and whatnot. And he goes, the tough part is, is you can't guarantee the quality of the food in the restaurant. You can guarantee the quality of the, the candy bars and stuff like that but you can't guarantee the quality of the food. Um, I will say they're super disgustingly messy, but I will say I'm going to miss the Carl melt if they do get rid of it. So, yeah. Now, where are these burgers that you said they're at Red Robin? So basically it's this new concept that started because of COVID. Um, I learned about it because when COVID first started, uh, Chili's is... Uh, started it by they have a brand called just wings no utensils no napkins it's just the wings in a bag delivery delivery only and they're made at the chilies um red robin has one that's like a chicken sandwich place that you can only get delivery and it's made at red robin so what you could do is if you have an idea or a concept for a burger you could contract with this ghost kitchens uh, business of virtual dining concepts and they could take your brand and then basically reach out to these different companies and say, Hey, okay. can you make these? so they get a cut of the profit and then you get the delivery, all that stuff like that. So um, almost all of them have them. I'm trying to remember. There's a couple other ones that when you think about it, it's like, Oh, that's, that's this place. So Chili's is just weeks. So there's a couple of them. And so um, they're kind of, okay. So they, they use them like chilies to facilitate, you know, the cooking and everything of it. Right. So it'd be like if me and you started a FOMO cast coffee and we contracted with Starbucks for delivery only, and they would deliver FOMO cast coffee. They'd have their own set of stuff to make that stuff and then deliver it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. not like, oh, it's coming from this, you know, shady warehouse over here in the back corner of a dim lit cul-de-sac. It's actually from a legitimate a legitimate company. facility. Yeah. yeah. So you cut out the worker pay, you cut out all the different stuff, and it makes you nationwide immediately. So right, ex- exactly. And I'm sure, you know, yeah. And you have a good um backing for it as far as the company who you hope. produces it. You hope. Well, I mean, you know, even though, you know, his burgers aren't that good, but like you said, if they're at Red Robin, at least they're at Red Robin and not, you know, some fly-by-night. The, the problem I've heard is, is that Mr. Beast is not specific because, so like Just Wings is a company of Chili's and the chicken oh, place. so it's like a DBA a company, type deal. Yeah, a company of Red Robin. This one, oh. they just reach out to local. They reach out to restaurants. It's like an independent franchisee, but Correct. using a bigger corporation to. So that's what that's what Beast, yeah, that's what Mr. Beast is doing. Whereas the other ones, uh, the quality yeah. of the food is everything is exactly the same. Is, they just have yeah. yeah. This one, the burgers are made super greasy, so I know why some people don't like them. Like it's legit Snow White drive-in bag is clear on the bottom by the time it gets to your house. Nice. So. And, and it's and it's delivery only. Delivery only. Uh, that's not good. No. No. So it's it's you know if you get a burrito from Taco Truck and the bag's clear that you know it's a good burrito, but a hamburger not so much. I don't know. The Carl Melt is a um, it's like a patty melt and it has a bunch of onions in it. It's delicious. It's phenomenal. And now I'm gonna have that for lunch on Friday because I know I'm not gonna be able to get it for much longer. So where's where's the Carl Melt at? Is that Red Robin you said? It's through Mr. Beast Burger. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm sure if they cancel it and I go there, I'm like, you remember that Carl Melt? Can you make that here? They probably yeah. would. You never know. Or, or what would you, you know, hey, give me this, but add this and take this away and just kind of all the card it. 
here's the thing I will say. They usually, when they go to a restaurant, the restaurant can't offer anything that's similar to the product. I so, mean, makes sense. Makes sense. Because yeah. you could do that and then sell it for two bucks less um, or sell it for five bucks less. It's like, oh, no, it's not the same. See, we don't have, you know, onions on it or whatever on it. And then right next to it, it'll say, oh, add onions for an extra dollar more. And it's still cheaper. Exactly. You know, it's exactly. like non-compete clause type yeah. deal. I mean, that makes sense. But yeah. if it's not on the menu anymore and they call it something else and it's the same thing. You never know. But here's the problem, though. Most people don't know where it comes from. And the only right. reason why I know it's Mr. Beast Burger is because legally they have to have an operating address. And when you Google it, it comes oh, up as it address. Comes up as, yeah. yeah, that's how I figured that one out. Just Wings, I was actually working on the equipment in the kitchen and I saw the bags and I'm like, what the hell is this? And they're like, oh, oh. it's... <laughs> Yeah, the company i'm like no nope. well, that's cool you know because i mean there's there's literally i think there's like a couple hundred that's how many that like places there are because i'll look on doordash and i'll be like what is this place i've never heard of before oh yeah and that and it's delivered in your local area so you know it's not coming from you know an hour away or anything like that right and like it'll also be trending like here we have wild burger where is wild burger at right i mean yeah no it's true and like you said it's oh it comes from here but it's since it's delivery only they could brand it as something else because if it's um you know if it's through like a chili's or whatnot they're not gonna sell their burger for cheaper or whatnot through you know a dba doing business as something else they want you to go through chilies and do it that way yep. where they get the exact same burger different but for a couple bucks cheaper or maybe a little bit lower quality on it and boom there you go so like this one is wild burger by buffalo wild wings and then you have it's just wings mm-hmm which is the exact, I think it's the exact same address. Yeah. So, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. It's just wings is what the Chili's one is. Uh, sorry, I forgot. I, I thought it was just wings, but it's called It's Just Wings. That's Chili's. And if you literally, if you guys want to have fun with it, go on DoorDash and you look at all the places that do, like, you're like, what is this place? Because that Wild Burger one just popped up. And I remember I looked it up and I'm like, what's Wild Burger? Doesn't make right. any sense. But the but like you said, it's the it's just wings. You can't go to Chili's and order off that menu because it's delivery nope. only. Yep, and that's uh, like a way to get their stuff uh, out there. And um, you know, it's smart because but the the thing that I don't like about these these delivery ones is that like if I because I don't like to call anymore because I get put on the phone. People can't replace back what back what I want, but um. Like, uh, Wingstop, their service is horrible. It's trash. But I like some of their little sandwiches sometimes, you know, and I like to get some wings sometimes. I'll order it through DoorDash to pick up, and it's a full-on, like, $15 cheaper for the same food. Same order. Yep. It's, like, 15 bucks for because you have to pay the driver to do all that stuff. So, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, to get it to pick it up versus delivery. Mm-hmm. So yep. that's why I take advantage whenever Taco Bell says free delivery. I'm like, oh, I'm ordering up today. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Um, last thing we had that was sad. Uh, the legendary actor behind PB Herman, Captain Rex from Star Tours. And I'm going to tell you what his name was. No one knows this movie. Tim probably won't know this movie. Um, well, it was one played he played a lot of cameos too. No, he was a main character in this movie. Well, no, I'm saying just in movies. Oh. He was in Cheech and Chong's next movie and plays some of the, you know, little cameos like, oh, wait, was that? And he played Spleen in Mystery Men. And that is oh, yep. Paul Rubens. Um, now, I'm not going to be. Um, I'm not going to be all positive. He had some bad things happen in his past. No one's bringing it up. I'm not going to bring it up on here because it's a family-friendly podcast. But we know what he did. We know what he didn't do. 
but um, he was a person who truly liked to make people happy. Um, he was actually on, uh, I think, I don't even know how long he was on. Um, uh, what was the show? He was on Gotham. He actually played, um, I believe it was Penguin's dad. Um, the Blacklist. He was on five episodes. And just to the variety of his character, what he could do, you know, he he was a you know great actor. And you don't like to still, but it was crazy. He was 70. Like I didn't, you would have never known, right? Like and he was still doing Pee Wee Herman in 2016. He, Pee Wee gets an iPad. Pee Wee goes to Sturgis. Like, I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and the thing is, is, um, you know, he was Pee Wee Herman. So if you get any Pee Wee Hermans, that that was him. Yeah. Yeah, apparently he was also on WWE Raw in 2010 as Pee Wee Herman. So, I mean, he, he did a lot of stuff. Um, I think it was mostly voice work in the end. He was a voice in Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. <laughs> so, funny. yeah, it yeah. was a lot of voice work in the end. Yeah, and I guess it was he had... um cancer yeah cancer uh for six seven years but never said what it was so apparently he did so in the very beginning um i guess he told people he had a tumor and it was removed but he never said whether the tumor was cancerous or not um so yeah it was um it's sad uh, so RIP. We're gonna go into more positive stuff. This is a, we don't have that much left because it's a lot quicker this week because we have so much already done from the past catching up with a couple weeks. But um, season three of Disney Speedstorm is live with Lilo and Stitch themed. I bet you Tim is excited for that. Yeah, no, it's good. And they um, already announced a new character today that's come out. Um, but yeah, so it's Lilo and Stitch. They have two mid-season characters. It's Daisy and Minnie that'll be coming out. And then today they announced, um, since I think it's like Princess Month or something like that, that um, Jasmine will also be joining um, uh, upcoming. I don't know. I'm assuming it's this season since they announced it. So there, there you go. Hmm. Um. That's that's. Uh, now, has the music changed at all? Did they added any cool stuff to the music? Um, I only played last night just for a couple races to play uh, Stitch and then the new track, and that was it. And I wasn't really paying attention to the music because it's a track that I've never played before, so I was just trying to figure okay. out. Okay, focus on that. <laughs> what? What's what, so. Yeah. So... Um, next pre-orders for the Great Mighty Pooh statue from Conker's Bad Fur Day begins on August 3rd on first four figures. I saw this figure. It's hilarious. Right. And I'm like, what's Conker's Bad Fur Day? And it's one of those weird, I don't even know if you even call them indie video games or whatnot. But yeah, obviously it's something that has the Great Mighty Pooh in it. So there you go. Yeah, congratulations on that one. That's a great name. Hey, they got a statue out of it. Yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, Twitch streamer Dr. Decomposing recently completed a no-hit run of Elden Ring using and a surprising and unconventional controller and electric saxophone. I, I love this so much. Every time I see something like this, it's so funny. Like the dudes that did the thing where they did the Flappy Bird, no, Flappy Bird, where they had to go, I, was saying, I think it was Flappy Bird, they go, ha, 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 Oh, ha, yeah. It's their voice, yeah, something like that. Right, yeah, that one, or when they, you know, when they use um, a recorder to play Call of Duty, that's pretty funny, too. That's right, there is that guy that does that. Yep, and then he, like, shoots somebody and actually gets a kill or a headshot, he's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, man. The things they'll use for controllers. 
Um, and you know what's crazy is people don't realize, I mean, um, there's a, several um, uh, streamers who have like muscular dystrophy and stuff like that, and they have modified controls where they use their mouths. So this right, is more impossible to do with it. Yeah, anything. that one guy that's really big right now, and I forgot his name, but he's got, um, you know, like tubes where he sucks and breathes tubes where he sucks and then like breathes into it and sucking is one movement and breathing is another movement into the same tube it's crazy oh, and he's the one too i believe because he can't talk when he uh down someone he said you just got downed by a dude that can't move his arms or his legs because the guy was talking trash to him and right, that was yeah hilarious. yeah um which you know speaking of video games like that um i heard the proximity chat is getting fun again because so many people have left the game. Uh, a lot of people are making jokes. Um, I've been watching some of uh, Stone Mountain 64's uh, YouTube videos after the fact, and then they'll be hilarious. He goes, and this one guy goes, what, no, is that Stone Mountain 64? And he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I'm getting out of here. Everyone's stream sniping you. He's like, yeah, everyone's stream sniping me. And it was because he's like, why is there so many people landing here? And they go, this. Right. Yeah, he goes yeah. to stream of me. So, well, did you uh, see the one with Tim the Tap Man and said Xbox off and it actually worked? Yes, it does all the uh, time. That's the thing. People, there's a guy who, um, that's his name. His name. Yep. And people's like, no, no, say it. And then gone. Right. Yeah. But yeah. like he says, I mean, and people have been more privy to that where they turned that off. Um, and yeah, one of his latest videos, he was sitting there and, you know, a sweaty battle and he's xbox off and you see the guy poop pop off oh and he, because he had like huge surround sound um on it he's like geez this guy got freaking atmos 8.1 here or what and then oh yes he's hearing everything yeah, yeah and you see he's like xbox off and then you hear xbox off and then you just hear it go dead quiet and you, you can see, see in the corner yeah you yeah. see in the corner the guys that <laughs> left the game yeah he's like oh wait did that just work uh next we have youtuber chris Cow worked with the ape initiative team to teach konzi uh is an ape how to play minecraft using a special touch screen um apes are scary i am very tempted with my baby i want to take my newborn to the zoo to go to the ape enclosure because you oh, see the, the, you do the, uh, the lion king and hold him off the rock no i'm not gonna let someone else something else happen to bad to happen to harambe um but yeah, it was it was just kind of you know, th they're very intelligent. Um, I did see one of a gorilla that was signing at the people, "Don't feed me." That's not allowed. Like he was saying no, and he was doing the sign language for no food, no food, and he looked concerned. Like his face was like he was worried they were gonna throw food. We're gonna feed him. Yeah. So, exactly. you so what you do is you light up a cigarette and toss it to him, and he smokes it. I've heard that they, that's very common. A lot of the ones, like, there's some monkeys in certain jungles that they do that. They smoke it. Which, right. the, I will say, the craziest video I've seen of a, of a monkey recently was at one of those temples, like, in Thailand or something. Uh -huh. And they have the monkeys all over the temple because they're usually sacred and protected. Well, this right. monkey came down out of a tree and took this dude's glasses off his head. So this lady that works there walks up. Hands the monkey an apple or a, a fruit, right? And hands the monkey another fruit, and he goes like, he looks around, and he puts the glasses down, and grabs the other fruit, and then <laughs> she takes the glasses real gently, and he's like, "Those are my glasses." Right. Like he was, he was physically upset. He's like, "He was right." My. That's funny. And yeah, it was, it was pretty funny, and you know they're they're super intelligent. You got to watch out for them. Don't take anything they can steal when you go see them in different foreign countries because, you know. I just saw a video in India where the dude was smacking a hippo on the face to get it back into the pin because it climbed out of the pin partially. So some of these places don't have requirements like we do have in the United States. Uh, our Oklahoma excluded because of Tiger King. Uh, <laughs> True. Um, Microsoft has now begun selling replacement parts on its official store, including thumbsticks, buttons, and top case covers. This was bound to happen sooner or later. Um, because legitimately people fix their own stuff. Why not just sell right. the parts? And so many third party people that, you know, that you could buy stuff from for cheap. So yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done it. Um, 
sooner just due to now that you could um, not necessarily modify control. Yes, it is modifying it, but not like modifying it as far as like cheating, but just modifying it, you know, different triggers. Um, button layout. Less put on, nice. Yeah, button layout. Um, yeah, modifying, not mapping. Mapping is, you could get into sometimes get into trouble with that. Right, right. I mean, it's also smart too because there's been plenty of times where you get some stick drift or this, you know, your controller breaks. Yep. You want to be more frugal. And like my wired controller is about one eighth the price of a brand new controller for Xbox. So I'm not going to go out and buy a brand new Xbox controller. It doesn't make any sense. I'm going to buy this one you know, a Wolverine that's, you know, clearanced out on Amazon, you know, I could buy four of them and keep them in my drawer and never use them, you know? Right. right. So no, exactly. And I mean, if you want to upgrade parts too, or, Hey, I got this cheaper one, but you know, I want to upgrade the sticks or a button, you know, you could, you could do that. Now I don't think they're going to like make a killing off of it, but I think it's going to increase their sales enough because they already have said, you know, with the new PlayStation 5 drop in price, they've been cooked now. That's it. They're not going to try and beat them anymore. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how Microsoft handles this in the in the in the long run. So fingers right. crossed. They fingers crossed it's good quality and it stays good. Right. Well, and if anything happens, it's a Microsoft product. So you got warranty and return on it. Yep. Uh Next thing we got is we're going to the parks piles first with the other amusement parks and the dates have been announced for rock the universe 2024 at universal Orlando resort. Don't know what it is. Don't care. Cause universal is not for me. I'm assuming it's a concert series because that's usually what it is. Florida's biggest Christian music festival. Yeah. So, um, I'll see if Connor's going to go to that, you know, never know. Um, now we go to the general Walt Disney World and Disneyland to launch an updated system for finding dining reservations. Now, I know the big people problem people had was, so um, I was always lazy, and I would book a time. Like, I got lucky when I went in there in January. We got into Ogus Cantina the same day, like an hour after we, we, got, we made the reservation. It's not, not typical um, at all. We checked the next day, and you couldn't get in for three or four days. Um, because Disney does have this 60 day out scheduling system. So you can schedule a reservation 60 days out. Um, the one thing I did notice though, is like, I wanted my buddy to try carnation cafe. Cause I go, dude, the pomegranate lemonade is amazing. They got amazing food. It's not that expensive. It's probably the same price as McDonald's outside. So let's try it. So we got a reservation. We got lucky at 7:45. I'm like, oh, that's perfect. I usually like to eat later at Disney because then once you're done eating, the parade is usually a bit over, and people are waiting for the fireworks. So you could kind of go do rides. It's like reading if you eat between seven and eight, it's kind of a perfect time. Tim knows this. Well, we're sitting there, and there's only one reservation, right? That's the only one we had within that from seven to ten o'clock was only 7:45. But yet people are walking up and making reservations. And I'm like, how is that possible? Well, I believe what they're doing is they're updating it because they did update the system for changing your dates for reservations. So I guarantee it's probably something similar to that. And they're going to work it into their system kind of thing. Right. No, exactly. Because I know when we went the last time, um, one of the bloggers that I follow, he um, – it was a new menu item on Carnation Cafe, and he's like, oh, this is this is really good. He's like, for it, you know, being Disneyland food and a specialty item, he's like, this is this is really good. Not that it wasn't in general. He's like, but it's like, I reckon, you know, this is 10 out of 10. So, of course, I go on to look to see if there's any reservations. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Finally, like, I don't know why. And I was looking like, you know, two to three times a day because I just had it on my uh uh, an open tab on my phone and would yeah. just, you know, refresh, refresh between that and like Lamplight Lounge and a couple other ones looking to, to get into. And finally there was one for like, I forgot what it was. It was 6.30 or something like that. No, 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 no. It was either 5.30 or 5.45. Um, one popped up and boom, got it. Yep. And then of course I get there, I look at the menu and the, the item that I wanted isn't on the menu. 
Like that's where, because normally, and he just did a review, like, I don't know, like two weeks before then he said it was going to be there through the end of September. Right. And, and normally they'll say, oh, specialty, you know, or Disney 100 thing or whatnot. And so I right. asked and the guy's like, well, I'm like, it's not on the menu, but they said it's a specialty thing. And he said it was going to be here through September. He's like, no, I think I remember hearing that. He's like, okay, I've triple checked. I've asked three people now. He's like, and yes, it is on the menu. I'm like, okay, perfect. I'm like, because that's really the only reason I wanted to go here. And if it's not yeah. on there, then I got to figure it out. Um, so, yeah, it worked. And there was, as we were eating, the parade was going by too. And I think it was a six o'clock parade. So that's how I remember our time. But like I said, it just randomly popped up and I was able to yep. uh, to snag you, it. You have to keep checking all day long. And I'm assuming this system's going to make it a little bit better, but I mean, we'll see. I'll let you test it out first. Right. I mean, the only thing that that would make it better is if you got an alert when something popped up, because if not, you just got to be on it at the right time. Right. You know, which would be smart if you if it doesn't give you a notification or an alert then how I don't care how good you updated the system. Because I think if you do it online, like on your computer, I believe you can set a notification. Um, if you go like if you go 60 days before and you see something you want that's not available, I believe you can set a notification if a reservation opens up. I believe you can. Yeah. And I think but that's ahead of time. Um, websites per se. Yes. Not affiliated with disney but they're always like they have algorithms that'll scan and when something comes up boom it'll pop up but if there's multiple websites multiple people scanning for it so it's kind of one of those things so we'll see good luck to all you people that go there and do that because it's uh you know it's fun um disney resorts abroad behind the scenes look at creation of walt and mickey Dreammaker statue coming to hong kong disneyland it's pretty cool um now disney world a lot of stuff is happening there um new barges are under construction for upcoming epcot nighttime spectacular um we have more halloween decorate decorations and jack lanterns arrive on main street usa and magic kingdom because it's starting up august is the month to do that um and the work has begun on the hat box ghost uh installation a large curtain obscure scene at magic kingdom which i didn't know they didn't have the hat box ghost there Nope. And of course, I mean, now the only thing that basically Disneyland will have over Disney World is ours is an actual stretching room or theirs is not. What is theirs? Yeah, ours is an elevator. It actually goes down. Theirs, it doesn't it doesn't do anything. It's just the optical illusion. It's I mean, it actually stretches where ours is actually facilitate like you're actually moving down. Right there's you're staying on the same floor. You're not okay. you're not moving up or down. It just looks like it. Okay. Um, uh, Disney Springs valet parking is no longer available. Congratulations. Um, new Florida resident to park explore ticket for Epcot and Disney's Animal Kingdom available. That's not great. Um, <laughs> Three of two lowest crowded parks. Yeah. Uh, Tree of Life Awakenings reportedly returning to Disney's Animal Kingdom. Well, I know Connor has said it multiple times. He goes, people don't want to go to Epcot anymore because people just drink around the world, get hammered, and it's yeah. just people are belligerent. So, um, Smellifants on Parade will be a family-friendly search and sniff adventure and storybook circus presented by Sensi. No, thank you. Someone's going to put their butt on these scratch and sniff thingies, and I'm going to smell someone's butt. No, thank you. Right. Well, at least the good thing is, is it's by like Cincy. Everyone knows Cincy. It's a good company. True. And they said it's like their official, I forgot what they called it, like smell company or scent company, whatever it is. It's, yeah, well, yes, yeah, I, I believe, yeah, Cincy is the only one. You should know your sister-in-law sells it. It's the no, only one I know, but sell Disney <laughs> licensed merchandise. Right, right. But I didn't know that they were like the official one of it because anybody could sell licensed merchandise as long as they get the cut their cut True. So, but yeah there you go mm. um guest jumps out of its a small world boats and wades in water during stoppage it legitimately is 
the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I don't know why they got out at all. It doesn't make sense. And in the part where they got out, I like our small world, it's a flume. So if you get out, I mean, you're on dry land. I mean, you could see it's a, it's a, yeah, you go, yeah, you go inside the side, the side of it is it's not wide or nothing like that. Right. Exactly. Where this one, they were like wading through water. It's, I don't, it doesn't make any sense to me. And I wonder if any, um, alcohol, was in it because the video that i saw was short and you couldn't really tell but yeah it seemed like they just got impatient and jumped out yeah i don't know man i don't and like the water was like up to like their waist it was like deep water i think the person might have been short though too yeah but i mean still whether i'm short or tall i'm not want to get into if it's above my ankles dude i'm i'm chilling (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's true um and lastly on the disney world pile victim identified in lethal fall at disney's contemporary resort um i don't want to identify him because it's it's sad it's sad um yeah um now we go to disneyland the best park that you could ask for um first Tiana's Palace now has a front sign and smokestack showing. It looks phenomenal. It, it looks, looks just like the art, which is surprisingly. It looks so good. I literally, I the, the wife wants to go to Disneyland. She doesn't care about stuff like we care about. But I showed her it. She goes, that looks really cool. And um, it just reminded me, I think tomorrow night I'm going to watch Tiana and the, and the uh, Princess and the, the Frog. Princess and the Frog. Because... I started watching it, and it, it has great music. I love the Louisiana vibe to it, um, and this just makes me want to watch it more to see this because it looks – if you have not seen the photo yet, it looks phenomenal. It is professionally done. It looks like real smokestacks from a riverboat. I wouldn't be surprised if those were the smokestacks from the riverboat in right. Splash Mountain because that's how realistic they look. So right. that's and really the, cool. And the nice thing is is now they got that – you know, kind of piece done, which is a good transition to, um, you know, old Splash Mountain. Uh, so if they do that for the restaurant or the restaurant looks that good, I mean, I'll be curious to see how well, you know, the refurb on Splash Mountain looks or the reskin on it. And obviously we'll know how well it is because um, Disney World is, you know, just a little bit ahead. So. Right. I mean, you never know, though. They might, they might, you never know. But usually they plan it out where one is opening. Usually it's pretty close so that basically people go ride the one and then go to the other one to do their YouTube reviews and all that kind of stuff. So, right. And like Rise of the Resistance, you get all the bugs out on one. So then the other one is fine. Yep. Um, Sadly, the former Steakhouse 55 at Disneyland Hotel um, is no more. It is not reopening. And it is in becoming lounge space. So I have a feeling they oversold how much fine dining you can have because they already have two fine dining establishments just in Disney's California Adventure. Um, and what's the what's they got Napa Rose? Well, that's on California Adventure. That's in the hotel. Well, I consider that California Adventure, but they have Napa Rose, and then they have um, what's the other one? On Main Street, the Main Street in Disney in California Adventure. What's that restaurant oh, right there? Oh, Carthay Circle. Carthay Circle. So, yeah, yeah, you get, well, yeah. One's fine, one's cocktail. But I know a lot of people like this one because um, I believe they had well, a it was like a steakhouse um, and not as expensive as Napa Rose, um, but it had like a good lunch and breakfast menu and like the pricing that you got um was from what i remember the the lunch menu was like half the price of what the dinner menu was which you don't often find you usually see like a 10 10 price markup and i knew i know lunch was always booking up fast for steakhouse 55 but like i said it's gonna push people to the napa rose to carte circle to Blue Bayou, you know, you're going to have. Yeah. And all of those, if I remember right, were all more expensive than 
depending on what you want it obviously you get like yeah. a huge ribeye or porterhouse or steakhouse fish type it's going to be expensive it's an expensive cut of meat but on average pricing you know you take those out um that i think steakhouse 55 was um a cheaper option than like napa rose maybe not blue bayou because blue bayou has a smaller menu Yes, and they do uh, have a lot of cheap, even because like they're known for their Monte Cristo, and that one is not very expensive. So. Right, right, ex- exactly. So it just stinks because I think that was one of like the first fancier dining restaurants. Yes, um, that was there. Well, obviously, yeah. So. Well, Tim, 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 you have a kid now. You have to go to Goofy's Kitchen for everything. So just so you know. <laughs> Um, the Alley Outdoor Lounge area nears completion for summer 2023 opening at Downtown Disney District, um, which it seems like they want people to hang out more down there. Like that's what they're pushing for. Yeah, um, and I mean it was just you know empty space. Obviously, it's the yeah. alley because it's right next to um, the bowling alley down there. Yeah. So um, I just wish they would get rid of that bar that's in the middle of that rotunda. That is never open. Like it's never open. It opens at like six p.m. Which which bar? The, out, the outdoor bar by the Italian by the uh, the oh Catal the Uva bar in yeah. the middle. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's dirt now because it's oh it's gone. Up. Oh yeah, no, that whole restaurant's gone. Catal and Uva, it's been gone. <clears throat> they closed it down and they're remodeling it. It's going to be a uh, the outdoor bar will be there again but they're building it up and i think it's gonna be you don't walk around it i think it's only well you don't walk around it as in going both ways around it as it's in yeah. the middle because if you order food out there it came from the main building well you got food coming out as you're walking through guests it's not like there was a fenced off area yeah, that's on important. it yeah. now they're going to incorporate it more so into the, the dining area the restaurant yeah okay. and it's going to be like a fancier mexican restaurant but like new like new fancy mexican restaurant it's good so and then once that opens up then tortilla joe's is done because that's going to be the asian one i need to go back and try and get there before it closes because that place has the best burritos um i'll never forget tim told me before the trip we went together nine years ago Mm -hmm. that we have to eat there you're like the food's amazing and legitimately, Tim left. I think Tim told me he left the Disneyland because he knew he, he wasn't going to be able to make it if he didn't go. So um, right. the food's awful. It reminds me of Supaj meat. Their meat, yeah. the way they season it and everything. Yep. It's very much like Supaj meat. And the, and the pricing for what you get and the quality is, is very good. I mean, it's comparable to the stuff um, across the street outside of disneyland if not better yeah. um koi fish wind turbine installed atop rita's turbine blenders in san francisco square the concept looks phenomenal i've seen the buildings that they're using for the food and whatnot can't wait to go see it uh big hero six if i said before is one of my sleeper favorites i love that movie um and lastly red rose tavern Refurbishment completed. Scaffolding has been removed at Disneyland. You have to try the gray stuff. Which is nice because at Red Rose Tavern, when we were there last time, you could hear people yelling and banging and whatnot. They were doing a lot of work on that during the day, and it was it was pretty funny because all of a sudden you'd be walking by and you hear a guy, hey, what are you doing? Or, hey, I need, you know, yelling because it's a construction site. So yep. glad to see that that's done. They are not... Um... They don't hold back when you hear the construction guys, even though that they're at a um, a Disneyland park. They do not uh, check their language, so right. If yeah, if they're working during the day, yeah. So um, I do want to thank everyone for coming through, listening as always. We're back in the hour mark, man. It works perfect. We we love just bringing you this info and having our small little talks. So um, I thank you guys all greatly appreciate it. Make sure 
you share this wherever you listen to your stuff so we can get more people listening so we can do more content for you. Um, the next couple of weeks are going to be hit and miss because Tim and I are both, uh, I am all basically full swing in season and Tim will be starting season next week. So we might have some shorter pods or some different days we release them. So just keep an eye on the channel and uh, we'll be posting whenever we're ready. So uh, for the FOMOcast, I'm Chris. And I'm Tim. And we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>